Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from North Carolina. Today is Monday, January 24, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, A Vision for You, on page 161, the second paragraph, beginning with, but life among Alcoholics Anonymous is more than, and reading through that one paragraph only. Today's readers are Katie G for the 12 Steps, Nancy M, the 12 Traditions, and our big book readers are Kathy S in the text, Janice PM reading on page 164 of Vision for You. Our newcomer greeter is Nancy C, and our second hour moderator is Karen K. The share ID for Sunday, January 23rd, 2022 is 18,448. OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Katie G. to read the 12 steps. Hey, Rick. Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admit we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Katie. I will now ask Nancy M. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Nancy M. from Florida, compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, 
a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Nancy. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter A Vision for You on page 161, the second paragraph, beginning with, But life among Alcoholics Anonymous is more than, and reading through, that one paragraph only. I will now ask Kathy S. to begin reading. Thanks, Rick. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. But life among Alcoholics Anonymous is more than attending gatherings and visiting hospitals, cleaning up old scrapes, helping to settle family differences, explaining the disinherited son to his irate parents, lending money and securing jobs for each other when justified. These are everyday occurrences. No one is too discredited or is sunk too low to be welcomed cordially, if he means business. Social interactions, petty rivalries and jealousies, These are laughed out of countenance. Being wrecked in the same vessel, being restored and united under one God, with hearts and minds attuned to the welfare of others, the things which matter so much to some people no longer signify much to them. How could they? Um, 
loved this paragraph um, the words that stand out of course in the beginning is more than because as an addict that's I just love that concept and it's so true it's been my experience that this fellowship in um, it's just the program it's more than just the meetings and and reaching out to newcomers it's getting my life back in order through the process and what this reminds me of are the promises that we find in page 83 specifically some of the ones that that it really brings home to me is is the promise that no matter how far down the scale we've gone we will see how our experience can benefit others and um, that relates to the line that too discredited no one's sunk too low to be welcomed um, I have found you know in connecting with other people there was recently someone who who connected with me she was working in steps four and five and and asking about shame about things in from her past and and we ended up you know she shared with me some of the things that she was talking about specifically and and I actually did have to laugh we were united because I had done the same things and experienced made those same choices nearly lost my family but I could share with her how through this process things have been restored like my dignity and self-respect and as well as my family and my marriage and it's nothing short of a miracle you know um it it was just and we ended up laughing about it so you know it's things like that that bring us together uh, the wreckage of our past other parts other promises you know hearts and minds attuned to the welfare of others that's like self-seeking will slip away as well as um that promise and then with um let's see things which matter so much to other people that reminds me of fear of people and economic insecurity these things as as i have worked the steps and i connect with people in this fellowship these promises are really coming true and and it's just amazing it's nothing short like i said of miracles um i focus on spiritual ideals and concepts today rather than um you know things like money and people pleasing and but as they do come up that's what 10 steps are for i get redirected share it with another fellow and seek to be of service and and so um and with that i that is my time anyway so with that i pass thanks Thank you so much, Karen. And uh, before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Uh, please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name so I can better hear everybody coming in who would like to share on what was read today. Savannah G. I'm sorry, who is this? Savannah G. Savannah? Sorry, C. Savannah, S like sunshine. Okay, Asana G. And then who is the second person? Suri C. Suri C. Okay. 
Christine G.U. Christine G.U. Okay. Yep. Who else? Did you All hear right, Katie B? Katie B? Yes. All right. Anyone else want to get in this uh, this first group? We have plenty of room. Reggio. Reggio. Okay. Who else? You guys are taking it easy on me this morning. All right, so, so far, we've got Veronica G. Oh, sorry, what was that? Sorry, Veronica C. Veronica C. All right, we're going to stop right there. We have Sana G, Suri C, Christine G U, Katie B, Reggio, and Veronica C. Um, Okay, and just a reminder to to introduce yourselves, including the uh, first initial of your last name and the state you are from. Sana G, go ahead. Um, it's Savannah G, uh, S like sunshine, I-L-V-A-N-A, Savannah G. Um, I just wanted to share that um, where it says um, being wrecked in the same vessel, being restored and united under one God. It doesn't say for like anybody else in terms of a person, but under God, not under a boss, not not under anything, but under God, and that to me is very powerful in the sense that um, one of the promises, we will not regret the past, nor, nor to shut the door on it. The, the fact that I have, I can salvage something from that ugliness. Um, you know, I don't have to shut the door on it. I can actually salvage something from that because... It is those feelings of of the wreckage of the past that make that fuel me to go want that ease and comfort in the food. Um, so as long as I was doing that, the past the, the wreckage was still with me. So just just the fact that um, you know I could I the, I had a way out of that, and I don't have to fuel my ease and comfort anymore. Is it's just for me, it's contentment living today and to, for today. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to wrestle with the past and something can be salvaged out of it. I mean, I just, you know, and I can do all this under United. I, I can do this under God. Uh, I could be restored like this under God, you know, because it would be what it would, it would take God to, to be able to do this and, and no human power would, would have been able to, to be able to deal with that kind of, um, you know, those, those types of things and, and bring me to this type of restoration. So um, glory to God. Pass. Well, thank you so much for kicking us off there. Um, Suri C., you're up next, followed by Christine G. Go ahead, Suri. Hi, this is Suri C., compulsive reader in Connecticut. Um, wow, I 
I'm so grateful um, for the opportunity to share, um, even in my non-recovered state, because I have every day that I show up, I have a little more recovery um, than the day before. And it's just putting one foot in front of the other. Um, noticing things, I notice too much. And and I look into things and I overcomplicate things. <laughs> one of the things I love to do because I have an alcoholic brain and it likes food because food... Um, you know, we're united under one group. Um, we're here. And I am going to be completely honest and say that as much as I have a very deeply rooted belief in a higher power and under God, I'm very uncomfortable with that word. And specifically more uncomfortable with those who, those who say it, who are of a different religion than I am. Because how could I be in this group? And, oh God, all of these wars, all of the all of the battles that have taken place over millennial um, holy wars at that, and yet here I am in a group that's non-denominational because <laughs> it's anonymous because I'm a broken vessel, <laughs> completely broken, and I just have to laugh about it because. I'm I'm not, I haven't sunk too low to be welcomed cordially by a group where if, even if you're an agnostic, you're welcome because this is a higher power. I just, there is a God and I'm not it. My food is not it. And every day that I choose to figure out what it is, that higher power, that God, that spiritual essence because this is the spiritual program of recovery is a day that I have more recovery and I'm so grateful for this line and for all the service that everybody does because um, I just need this to be my everyday occurrence so with that I pass thank you Thank you, Surrey C. And Christine G., you, you are up next, followed by Katie B. Go ahead, Christine. Good morning. Thanks, Rick, for your service. And uh, earlier, I apologize for buttoning in. I thought you said page 151. We're on 161 in the fourth edition. So I I apologize. And, um, okay. So I, I too, am just so grateful because I hated God when I came in and blamed him for everything. And this program helped me grow up so much. And uh, I grew up in a super religious home, and boy, I did not care for that. So um, this program has helped me work through so much and blessed me so much. But by its just the love and the acceptance, no matter who I am, the food and the alcohol is a great equalizer, just a great equalizer. And our, it's, anyway, I'm tired today, but I'm so glad to be here just claiming my seat. And uh, I love this program. It, it's brought me to that understanding of my inner being that uh, blesses me and my loved ones every day. And I thank God for this program and each of you. Glad you're there. Grateful. Have a good day. Rick J, star one to unmute. <clears throat> we'll have Katie B next. Katie B, go ahead and Rick, you're 
You've been muted. Hi. Good morning. This is Katie B. Um, I'll just go ahead. <laughs> um, I am Katie B. from New York. I am a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. And I loved this paragraph because it just reminds me of the miracles that are possible. And in my own life, such a miracle. It's, uh, you know, when I read the things which mattered so much to some people no longer signify much to them. And I just was struck by thinking about what mattered to me before recovery, before I was saved um, by my higher power. And what mattered to me was me, <laughs> what I looked like, what I weighed, what the scale said I was worth, um, how I compared to you, how I ranked. Was I better? Was I worse? Did I fit in? Did I stand out? What did you think of me? Um, was I going to get my way? Um, what mattered to me was just so, so much self, you know. Um, I didn't want my feelings hurt. Uh, I wanted, I used food to, you know, sort of coat myself so that I didn't have to feel my feelings. But it was really just me. <laughs> and what a miracle that if I like objectively look at this program and these steps and what God has done for me, that's not there. I mean, I'm not perfect, right? They come back and we have a program for that and steps for that. But like what honestly matters to me now is my higher power, my God, and, and seeking God's will for me and, and trying with all my might to carry that out and honestly thinking of others and not what you think of me, but how can I show up for you? Um, and that is a miracle. I mean, I, that is a miracle that I could never have accomplished on my own. Um, and, and I just am very grateful, and I just wanted to share that. And I, I didn't think it was possible for me, and it is. And I've seen it in others, and I know it's possible. And it's, it's a true miracle, a true turnaround. Um, and I'm going to pass. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you, Katie B. Reggio, you're up next, followed by Veronica. Go ahead, Reggio. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Rick, for your service, and Kathy, for your beautiful share this morning. My name is Reggio. I'm gratefully recovered in Texas today, and wow, this is just such a beautiful, beautiful paragraph, and I, you know, starting down at the middle, which which, uh, seems to be the most relevant to me, and that is that no one is too discredited or has sunk too low to be welcomed cordially. And there's a hyphen if if he means business. But, you know, that first part, and I love the bringing in of the promises of the ninth step, is because it's like our our greatest, uh, what's the word? Uh, No one has sunk too low. I'm trying to think of what the wording is in the ninth step. Uh, But anyway, the lower we've gone, whatever we have, that is where we're going to be of the greatest benefit to others. And, you know, and it's a good thing that we start with honesty in the first um, the first step, because we, you know, it's the honesty about those things, the honesty generally that we're ashamed of in the past, of all the things we've tried that haven't worked, of all the, you know, the things we've done, the people we've hurt, and that's been true for everyone, you know, that's been true for all of us. When we can come forward with that, that's a part of our healing, the healing that, you know, that that removes those things from us, that keeps us blocked from. Here it says the one God, united under one God. That one God is a higher power of our understanding, you know, with a, a higher power that is greater than myself, you know, even greater than the program itself, even though the, you know, that's what 
led me there. That's what keeps me here. That's what keeps us all together. And that's the ultimate, you know, that's what we're ultimately up to is, is attempting to create a relationship with that power um, that, that can and will restore us to sanity. And, you know, that for me with hearts, I love that the word hearts is in there because um, uh, I, I had a, it's been challenging for me to get to my heart, but to get to my heart and know that I'm supposed to work with other people, but in my heart coming to, coming to get the, the experience and the desire to make a difference in the lives of other people in this, you know, horrendous disease of compulsive overeating and all that comes along with that. Uh, I've been given so much help. I've been given so much in this program, you know, and I just fill up and, you know, when it, the truth is I could fill up and spill over, but there's always more to come. And to be able then to to pass that along to others, um, you know, in, in this past year, I've gone through some challenging times. And it has been when I would reach out to a sponsee or someone else to see how I could be a benefit um, that it would be just lift, it would be lifted, you know, for those moments. And that, that's a, just an amazing thing. And uh, uh yeah, and I think I'll, I think I'll pass with that, um, and, and just also the social distinctions, the social distinctions. You know, race, color, creed, job, income. You know, st- social status, whatever it is, totally irrelevant in here. You know, we are we are all the same. We're all children of God, and we're united. Uh, whatever that is for you, God, higher power, divine. Uh, we're all re- united under one power, and I think that's the power of love. And um, so I will pass with that. Thank you, Reggio. Veronica, see you're up next, and then we'll take some more names. Go ahead, Reggie. Sorry, go ahead, Veronica. My goodness. Go ahead, Veronica. You're up next, and we'll take some more names. Veronica, go ahead and unmute. I'm not hearing Veronica C. If you're out there, uh, if not, we'll get some more names, and then I'll check in to see if you're still available to talk. If we don't hear from Veronica in the next. Yes, I'm sorry. Veronica C. from New York, thank you for your service. Um, Two words come to mind for me, which is um, restoration and unification, and um, that's a lot of what this paragraph stands out in terms of as I'm reading it, what I'm thinking about is the whole idea of what I could not do by myself, I can do with many and, you know, with the help of God. And I'm, I'm realizing that um, through doing a lot of the work that I'm doing right now, I'm doing a fourth step. And um, one of the things I have been doing is waking up almost every single morning for years harboring a resentment that I've had for someone that I've just been carrying with me forever and although I don't seem to carry it on through the day and the way and the reason I say seem is because I don't feel like I'm perseverating on it during the day but I know it's the first thought one of the first thoughts that I'm having in the morning and I'm realizing that um I'm being shown that I can let that go and that I don't have to make this about that person. I can really look at it and see where I fit into this picture. Um, 
because blame is a very easy thing for me to do when it comes to this individual. I can blame and blame and blame um, what they did, what they could have done, and um, I just don't want to live in that place anymore. And this program is helping me with that. It's helping me to let go of those uh, type of resentments, which, uh, thank God, I don't have, I don't think that I have that many, but, but who knows as we go along. I know that right now I carry this one with me, and that's the one that I'm releasing and I'm letting go. And at the same time I'm doing that, I'm really blessing that person too because I'm recognizing that however horrible I want to make this out, this person is, this person has their own sickness. They have their own disease in terms of not being a part of God's world. And um, I believe that really me working this program is saving me from that destruction, from that internal destruction, which was likely taking place because I had this on my mind um, for so many years. And uh, I didn't think I could ever get rid of it, but I'm finding that that that's possible. Gentle reminder. And very grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Veronica. All right, everybody. Uh, before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter, A Vision for You, on page 161, the second paragraph, beginning with, But life among Alcoholics Anonymous is more than, and reading through that one paragraph only. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. So who else would like to share today? Christina J. Loretta H. All right, Christina J. Loretta H. Abby F. Abby F. Okay. Jessica C. Evelyn E. So I heard Rosalind E. And then who is that right before uh, Rosalind E.? Davalyn Jessica C. Davalyn Jessica? Yep. Patricia P. Patricia. All right, let's hold off there, guys. We'll um, and then we we'll get some more names if we have some time, which we probably will. So I've got Christina J, Loretta H, Abby S, Rosalind E, uh, Davlin, Jessica, Patricia B. Uh, just when you introduce yourselves, please remember to include the first initial of your last name and the state you're from. Christina J, you're up. And followed by Loretta H. Go ahead, Christina. Morning, Rick. Thank you so much for your service, everybody on the line. I wasn't going to share, but I kept getting prompted and prompted. Uh, This paragraph is just smack full of restoration, restoration of these hearts and souls that were once gutter drunks. I was once a gutter eater, stuffing down tons of food, not being able to stop, Uh, feeling horrible, gross, not of service to anybody, very selfish, Um, thinking I was out in the world to do service to others with my career and my good attitude and my moral character that I thought I had and my spirituality and all the things I think I knew that I wasn't really living. 
And um, God brought me to this program through my addiction, through my selfishness, through my jealousies. I love how it says um, social distinctions, petty rivalries, and jealousies. These are laughed out of countenance. What a beautiful thing today that I can laugh at my jealousies and and be ashamed of them, actually. I like being ashamed of my jealousies and my BS because it, it makes me sick to my stomach to think of how I ran my life. Now, I couldn't help myself. I came up with those things. But this program, putting down the food and working these steps, has brought me to this place where I can feel like I'm one of these people in this paragraph. I'm restored and being restored, being restored to sanity every day. You know, why do we have 10 and 11 and 12? Because we get to continue to work on things that come up. We're not meant to be islands and isolated once we get get through these 12 steps. You know, we're, we're meant to help each other. And why wouldn't we want to? I mean, I know how I felt in the food, and my heart breaks when I see people that are really obese. Now, I don't know if they if they have the disease, but it hurts me to know how their bodies are hurting because I remember how my body hurt. Um, I love how this paragraph is full of help for the still suffering, not just attending gatherings and visiting hospitals, but helping in more ways than one, uh, not just sitting and reading the book, but helping in more ways than one, these precious souls that have uh, God has brought them to program. They have uh, the right to become recovered. Um, so I love this also being restored and united under one God with hearts and mind attuned to the welfare of others. The things which matter so much to some people no longer signify much to them. How could they? So many things mattered to me in the past, and now it's like, I don't need a lot of money because all I need to do every so often is buy new socks and underwear, you know. <laughs> I don't need a closet full of clothes to impress people. I don't need a big fancy car or a house on the hill. What is my life going to be now? It's going to be a gentle reminder to help others to keep cleaning house and to get close to God because I don't want to die in this disease. I don't want to die self-centered, selfish, and fearful. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. Loretta H., you are up next, followed by Abby S. Go ahead, Loretta. Hi, Rick, and everybody on the line who saved my life, along with my precious God. Loretta H. in North Carolina recovered with God's grace and mercy. I'm also going to um, identify into the um, hearts and minds attuned to the welfare of others and united under one God. And to me, this program is about love. Um, And God is love. And somebody said yesterday that God is a fact. And if I believe that God is a fact, then he is love. Because that is what I did not know how to do until I came into this program. I did not know how to love myself or anybody around me because I was thinking I was perpetually in my own perception of self, self, self. And today, with the grace of God, when I walked into the rooms in 2001, somebody started to show me love. Not a love of a box of chocolates, 
which I always, I love Valentine's Day because life is a box of chocolates. And I kept eating the box of chocolates because my life was unmanageable. It's not and that my life was unmanageable. As a result, I had to learn about my powerlessness and to accept that as my first honest day of work and then move on into making a decision to turn my will, which is my thinking, and my life, which are my actions, over to the care of something bigger than Loretta H. Because she is, you know, she's not a fact. She's, she's a frailty. And so as a result of that, I've been able to reconstruct my life, as it says on 83, with love, kind, and tolerance of working these steps in an honest day's work and learning how to do first my relationship with God, then my relationship with myself. I'm just, I'm working on another four step. And then my relationship with others so that I can bring love and tolerance, but have to always remember that I am united under one God and it's not me. And I'm so grateful for this program and all of you because for today, I have many challenges these days and I know that God loves me and he will take care of me if I do the work. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta. Uh, Abby S., you're up next, followed by Rosalind. Go ahead, Abby. Hello, everyone. My name is Abby S. I'm recovered in Michigan. Uh, grateful to be here this morning. Thank you, everyone, for their shares. What's standing out to me is title or um, petty rivalries and jealousies. And these things will take me right out. Um, I can separate myself right out of the rooms. Like, if I start having petty rivalries about, you know, who's got better recovery, I don't have enough, or they, they're, you know, they sound better than me, all of a sudden I get jealous, and, um, you know, that can take me right out, like, that, that's, that's just walking my way right out the door, and, like, this is where I need to be in order to survive, so, it's so important that when those things come up that I, that I'm inventorying them, I'm telling someone I'm giving them to God because I can't pray them away. I can't make them go away on my own. And those things will take me right out. Um, I was thinking back to a story about a few years ago, my last relapse. Um, and I was separating myself right out of the rooms. Like I was, I was thinking, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was getting resentment, um, you know, all these petty rivalries about in the rooms. And I started, you know, thinking I didn't belong, not belong like I wasn't a compulsive eater, but thinking I didn't have what it takes or or other people were wrong or whatever that what was even going through my mind. Well, I remember it starting with a resentment and then I didn't want to go to the meetings and then you know, I, I started thinking like I, I knew better and then I was out, you know, I was, and then it, it took me desperation and another face plant out there to realize that like, 
no, this is where I need to be. These people know what they're talking about. And um, instead of being jealous, I can be grateful that I'm surrounded by a group of people that makes me that that I can learn from. And, you know, I, I was told, like, we are who we surround ourselves with. And, like, I want to be part of a group that that is so recovery-focused and, um, you know, when those thoughts come in my mind about, like, jealousies and the petty rivalries, like, we are all united under God, and and that's just my disease talking to me when those other things come up, and, and it's, it is literally my life depends on giving those things to God and continuously inventorying them and giving them away because... I can't survive with petty rivalries and jealousies. And so I'm just grateful to be here today. Thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Abby. Yes. Um, so I'm not sure if I heard a Roslyn and a Davlin. If there's a Roslyn there, uh, you're up next. If not, then it's Davlin, and my ears are broken. All right, Davlin, I think it's you up next. Good morning, Rick. This is Davlin E. from Manitoba, Canada. When we were reading this paragraph together this morning, the part that grabbed me is no one has sunk too low. And of course, I misquote. And I am thinking about how so often I feel or have felt that I am not worthy of whatever God is to be accepted by God. And no one has sunk too low just takes me to that place where I have learned that the reason that I'm wanted by whatever God is is because I know I've sunk low, because I know that I'm broken, and it's my brokenness that makes God want to draw me in and fix me. So this program, this acceptance, these steps have taken me to this God, this God that loves me and wants me and wants to change me as long as I want to. So it's my brokenness that's the gift. I know everyone has said that, but it just feels so strongly. I just didn't feel worthy of a God. And these steps have brought me to a God that tells me that I am worthy. And with that, I will pass. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Davlin. Uh, Jessica, I didn't get the initial of your last name, but you are up next. Hi, this is Jessica C. from Ontario, Canada. Um, Yeah, you know, uh, this chapter made me think about how I used to be attracted to other people or groups of people where um, the culture was about competitiveness or you know, petty, petty jealousies and rivalries and gossip. Um, but as a result of, you know, working the 12 steps, um, being entirely abstinent for the past 11 months, um, you know, God, you know, is changing the soil of my heart. Um, and just like that soil, uh, you know, the disease can't grow, the disease of compulsive eating can't grow in that soil anymore. Um, you know, I, I'm also finding that I'm recoiling, um, like 
from a hot flame from those qualities, you know, outside of me and inside of me that are of that lower nature are about, you know, competitiveness, gossip, jealousy, petty, petty rivalries. Um, and for me, that's a miracle. You know, that's one of the promises I heard when I first came in the program 17 years ago, and it's, it's now being fulfilled. Um, and, you know, instead of being attracted to selfishness in others or fostering that selfishness and self-centeredness in myself, um, today I'm, I'm attracted to people who have that solution. Um, um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, this, this chapter talks about how, you know, we help, we help each other in sort of practical and concrete ways. Um, you know, I used to take my sponsors and my fellows in the program as hostages. Um, and now I, I find that um, these connections are useful and loving. They're focused on the steps and they're focused on, on how to be more God-centered. Um, and that is a truly a miracle in my life. So, um, yeah, with that, I'll pass. All right. Thank you so much, Jessica. See, Patricia B., you're up next, and then we'll have time for some more shares. Go ahead, Patricia. You can hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. Thank you, Rick. Uh, thank you for your service. Uh, on this uh, part where it says no one is too discredited or has sunk too low to be welcomed cordially if he means business. Uh, it took me 70 years. I was uh, in and out of OA for uh, at least 30 years. I went in when I was uh, underweight but knew I had an addiction to sweets and uh, fought that battle for years. Uh, People kept saying, you need to get out of sugar, wheat, and dairy, and uh, I finally found that out when I was, uh, <clears throat> I'd been in a hospital two years ago at a mental hospital for that condition, and uh, um, when I I had gone in at 189 pounds at size 3X, I went down at to, uh, to uh, small, uh, <clears throat> just eating my mainly two meals, mainly two meals a day, sometimes one, but uh, eating, I still ate the meat and stuff, uh, so God still carried me through, but uh, uh, now I'm getting down to uh, the right size weight uh, towards uh, more healthy uh, eating, eliminating the sugar. I, I had to ask God to help me one day at a time to do that because I couldn't picture life without sweets. And so uh, he helped me since December 15th of uh, uh, this past year. And so that makes me over uh, uh, a month and uh, 10 days of uh, abstinence by his grace. I was afraid to take the 12 steps, especially the fourth one that says take a fearless and moral inventory of yourself. I just... Uh, I just knew that uh, I was just afraid of it, but it turns out the whole 12-step program is a spiritual idea, something that I was afraid to get into. I thought uh, no, nothing other than my religion could help me to, to be fit, but uh, I knew I was 
even though I was abstinent, I was still spiritually bankrupt. So I reached out to a sponsor, my higher power, God as I call him, uh, Jesus, to help me to find a sponsor. And uh, about the first call I made is the one that God gave me, and uh, she's been a true blessing. We, it's like if we've been friends for years. Uh, I uh, read farther down where it says, uh, being wrecked in the same vessel, being restored and united under one God with hearts and minds attuned to the welfare of others. Uh, this helps us to be, uh, uh, I know my sponsor said I'm ready to sponsor, but I was, uh, you know, what if I need to have a certain set of prayer or something to write attitude to be able to get mine sponsored and she just says, no, that. God will help you to find one in due, due time. So uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Patricia B. All right, let's take a couple more names. Who else would like to share? Donna S. Got you, Lee Donna. H. And one more. Lee H. Lee? All right, Lee. H and Donna S. Donna S., you're up next, followed by Lee H. Go ahead, Donna. Hi, I'm Donna S. in South Florida. Um, thank you so much for all the shares. Thank you for your service. Um, this paragraph, uh, you know, came out to me. And, um, you know, all the stuff here, cleaning up old scraps, help. I had all this stuff. After working the steps, a lot of this stuff has dissolved. Not all our family differences have resolved, but a lot have. I'm with um, I'm with my ex husband after divorced for 16 years. That's a, that to me is a miracle. I never thought something like that would happen. And basically, it's probably from the forgiveness of this from forgiveness. Um, disinherited sons. And um, this kind of stuff and lending money. Well, I've lent money to people that I shouldn't have lent money over the years or when I was younger. But now I know the difference of if I have if I lend somebody something. It might not be some if somebody's um, in their addiction. I don't lend any money to them. But if somebody's working hard and striving to do better, I might lend them some money. Securing jobs for each other. I have um, a son that runs a restaurant. And I have a nephew that hasn't worked in years, and he's an able body. My son tried to give him a job, offered him a job. And, you know, it's in his field that he did when he was younger. Just totally ignored him. There's, you know, you can reach out to certain people, but some things just don't happen. And there's always um, everyday occurrences. That's why I have the uh, my 10-step partners, because there's always little things now, if I look at it every day. And um, no one is distorted and sing too well. Well, if he means business. Well, I have a son that was in a bad car accident. And um, he found the steps in his life. If Without this program, I don't know where he would have been from the help of everybody in the program. And um, still about the petty rivalries and jealousies. I, I have those, but that's why I do have my 10 steps. And I can laugh over things that I did in the past that were really crazy, you know, with food and with the way I acted. You know, my vessel might have changed some, 
changed, but there's still so much that needs to be restored. You know, I was talking with my sponsor this morning, and the way she works her program every day and doesn't give up, like this weekend, I didn't want to work my program. That's myself well. And all that her does is hurt me. But her seeing her and talking to her this morning makes me come back to these meetings, no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on in my life. I need to be here. I need to listen to you. And I need to learn and keep growing. And that's all I have to share. Thank you, Donna S. Lee H., you are up next, and you go for it. Thank you. Good morning. This is Lee H. in Tennessee, a compulsive uh, recovered overeater. And I don't know what I'm going to share, but I just felt like I needed to get on the line this morning because this paragraph, oh, my goodness. There's there's a lot in there, and I relate to so much of it, and I've heard so many good shares this morning. Um, I've just come back from being with my uh, granddaughter who celebrated a birthday this weekend in Birmingham. I've uh, been out in the world, and this family, they love their cakes. And I'm telling you, that cake was incredible that she had, but... The miracle is that before I went, I just prayed. I asked God, just be with me. Just just use me somehow. Just keep me abstinent. Just help me to stay in the flow of your spirit. I had people praying for me. And it was just what it was supposed to be. And I had an incredible conversation with my two little 10-year-old and 8-year-old granddaughters And that's what I came back with, just thanking God for, because that is what matters to me now. It's the relationships. It's the relationship with God and my relationship with others, and how can I be of service. I I just enjoyed sweeping my daughter-in-law's floor while they were at church. I mean, just the little things that I would have just been so distracted being in the sugar, and that would have been my focus was... You know, I can't wait for that cake. You know, I mean, how incredible. So I just thank you so much for your service, and thank you for letting me share. I'll pass. Thank you, Lee H. Um, We really don't have uh, much more time on the clock, so we're going to go ahead and uh, end it there. Thank you uh, to everyone um, who shared. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for Monday, January 24, 2022, is 18,451. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Janice PM please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Sure will, Rick. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something that you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you 
and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Um, Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass.